Welcome to the College Connection Podcast, a podcast presented by the College of Registered Nurses of Newfoundland and Labrador. This podcast is a series of regulatory-focused information and education sessions for RNs and NPs. This is the College Connection Podcast. Welcome to this week's Tuesday Education event. And our education event this week is CCP Lessons Learned from the Audit. The audit is 2023. And this is the beginning of our um, fall schedule, so I welcome everyone. My name is Michelle Carpenter. I'm a registered nurse and nursing consultant for policy and practice here at the college. And with me is my colleague, Kelly Kane. Um, she is also a registered nurse and the newest nursing consultant for policy and practice. Um, and she started with us um, in early September. And as you're aware, the CCP audit for the 2022-2023 licensure year is underway. And we are taking a look at all of the submissions. The college recognizes that challenges occurs when using a new program and a new digital online format. So we recognize that people um, had to start using a new program and using um, MyCCP under MyCRNNL. Therefore, this year, to address the challenges noted, we are using this first year using the new program and the new digital format, the online CCP portal, as a learning year. And we are providing an education session um, today, CCP Lessons Learned from the Audit, and that we'll record this um, education event so you can access it at a later date so that you can review the learnings that you achieved from today. So for those of you who are here today, you may have received an audit results email requesting that you attend this event or watch the recorded session that will be posted on our website so that you and all of the RNs and MPs um, can benefit from the lessons learned um, and refresh our memories on the CCP requirements for this upcoming year. So we'll provide you with um, some examples of where people um, did not meet the CCP requirements. They um, met the requirements but needed some improvements. Um, and we can use this valuable learning as we move forward with uh, capturing my um, your CCP and my learning in Alinity. So um, we're going to review um, some of the findings that we have from the audit thus far. We also appreciate that you may have already logged some of your learning, um, but by attending this event, you will gain valuable knowledge of the CCP requirements and required correct corrections that can be made for this current year so that you can successively proceed to licensure renewal and be prepared to meet the requirements for the 2024 CCP audit. So today we're going to look at uh, several things. We're going to review the six steps of CCP. We're going to focus on um, the um, steps three to five that are required for licensure uh, renewal. Then we're going to review lessons learned from the 2023 um, CCP audit that was taken from the online CCP portal that was available in MyCCP under MyCRNNL for the licensure year April 1, 2022 to March 31, 2023. 
And finally, we will provide some reminders regarding areas for improvement and tips for success to help you meet the CCP uh, requirements for this year's licensure renewal and for the next CCP audit. As a reminder, this diagram depicts the six steps in the CCP program. And steps one and two, um, conduct your self-assessment, identify your learning needs, are informal and reflective exercises. You do not need to record these anywhere, but you can, if you wish, in the CCP guide um, in Appendix A, we have a text box there, or you can write them down on a piece of paper, whatever you feel. We've also put in the chat the link to the CCP guide. We are going to review the other steps as we progress in this presentation. So we're going to jump ahead to step six. This is the last step in the CCP um, program. And all RNs and MPs must complete CCP annually. In addition, each year as part of the legislative requirement, the college conducts a CCP audit. And as you're aware, the information submitted into my CCP formed the basis for the content of the 2023 CCP audit, which were recorded online in my CCP log under my CRNNL. This upcoming 2024 CCP audit, however, your entries will be logged in Alinity under My Learning and automatically available for the next audit. Inclusion in the CCP audit occurs automatically of registrant entries and may occur at any time during the licensure year. So as you're aware, we have been con conducting the um, CCP entries um, and reviewing them in the audit since May. This year, you'll be reviewing all entries. Uh, we will be reviewing all entries. And after the audit is completed, you will receive notification on the outcomes of the audit via email. And there are no exceptions for the audit. And you may have already received um, an email, but for those who have not, rest assured, don't worry, you'll get an email as well. So moving forward, and since January 2024, 20, uh, January, sorry, pardon me, July 24, 20, uh, 2023, the college has a new database called Alinity. You may be already logging your learning um, and activities in my learning um, in Alinity. While the database looks different from my CCP and my CRNNL, the logging of learning activities and CCP requirements step three to five are exactly the same except they're now captured in my learning in Alinity. So we have conducted about 2,000 audits thus far, thus far, and MPs and RNs were sent one of three emails. You met CCP requirements, you met with areas of improvement, um, and that was um, that uh, the impact statement or and or the summative evaluation needed improvement. That was some examples. Or you did not meet and area there were areas for improvement. And some examples were that the uh, licensure year was incorrect. This audit required that the learning occur between April 1, 2022 to March 31st, 2023. We also had duplication of activities, um, impact statements that were um, one word sentences. We had insufficient hours and people put in more than the prep work for preceptorship. Now I'm going to give you more examples uh, of where um, you know, things went 
were not entered correctly or needs improvement. So we'll cover all of this in the presentation. And all RNs and MPs in those letters were encouraged to attend today's event or to listen to the recorded event under archived events or under the CCP audit. So rest assured, if your colleagues weren't able to make it today, it will be recorded and they'll be able to um, listen to uh, the recording. So as I said, we have audited about 2000 logs and you will receive an email if you've not already done so, so in the near future. So we will continue um, to um, log CCP, uh, uh, audit CCP logs, so you will receive a letter in the future. You do not need to connect to the college as we do, do not provide individual results. And this um, is a learning year. So the purpose of this presentation and providing access to the recording is to provide valuable information that will allow you to go back and review what you logged in my learning in, in Alenity and make any corrections so that you can meet the CCP requirements for licensure year and to meet requirements for next year's um, audit. And remember that this is a learning year, so don't worry. You don't need to have any um, action. You, you don't need to submit anything further. Um, you can um, just listen to some of the tips that we give today and go back and um, look at the learning that you put in my learning in Alindy and make any necessary changes because you want to meet the requirements for the 2024 audit and um, the 24, 2024 audit will look at learning that occurred April 1, 2023 to March 31st, 2024. But this audit that I'm talking about today was learning that occurred between April 1, 2022 to March 31st, 2023. And for more information on this, I will uh, direct you to our uh, continuing competency page and our continuing competency guideline, which is a valuable resource to help you log um, those learning activities. So just to give you a little uh, background at what we were looking for in the audit. So we were looking to see that learning fell within the licensure year April 1, 2022 to March 31st, 2023. We were also looking that there was complete sentences, not one word or two word sentences. We were looking to ensure that there wasn't any duplication of learning activities unless there was additional learning achieved. We were looking to ensure that there was no do, uh, duplication or uh, gibberish uh, in the learning impact or in the description of the learning activity. We were also looking to, um, to ensure that the learning impact indicated what new knowledge or competencies were gained and how it immediately impacted your learning practice. So how were you now going to use the new knowledge or new competencies that you gained? Um, and we were also looking to see that the learning activities were related to your professional practice in your practice setting. In the summative evaluation, we looked to see how the overall impact of the 24 hours of learning that you had on your practice. So we were looking to see that you indicated how your practice changed or was uh, was different um, you know, by um, that uh, summative evaluation. So we wanted that description of how your practice was impacted.
So now we're going to look uh, briefly at the steps that are required for licensure renewal, and those are steps three to five. Um, which is what we look for when we're evaluating and, and conducting the audit, how you completed steps three to five. So in step three, you complete and evaluate learning uh, activities. Step four is that you record 24 hours of learning in my uh, learning um, in Alinity. And in this uh, audit, the 2023, we were looking at um, your learning in my CCP. So we went into that online digital uh, portal that we have for CCP, and we looked at the learning that was captured in my CCP. And just some uh, tips or reminders of what was requir required in steps three to four. So one of the requirements is that you need to complete 24 hours of learning activities, and that's on average two hours of learning per month, but that's certainly not the, the rule of thumb that you have to stick with. You can do all of your 24 hours of learning in the first couple months of the licensure year, um, April 1, 2022 to March 31st, or you could spread it out throughout the year. And after completing a, a, a learning activity, you had to think about the immediate impact that that had on your practice. So what new knowledge did you gain and how will it help to improve or change your practice immediately? We also said that there was no distinction now between formal and self-directed learning activities. And we had a list of possible learning activities in Appendix B of the CCP guide. So I'm just going to show you, as a reminder, some of the examples of learning activities. So learning on the job at the bedside, you know, learning about a new medication and e-therapeutics or looking up a disease process in up to date, doing rounds, whether that's client rounds, grand rounds, medical rounds, M&M rounds, doing independent learning. So you're reading journal articles, you're reviewing textbooks or equipment or policy manuals. You're attending in-services or education modules um, online, uh, like BLS, ACLS, LEADS, LEAN, conflict resolutions. All of those education things that are in your uh, learn module with your um, health authority. If you attended a conference, a webinar, a seminar, a workshop, whether they were in person or virtually. If you completed your specialty uh, certification through CNA, if you completed a post-basic degree or completed a program uh, or a course, um, you completed a diploma or obtained a certificate. And then lastly, it's preparing for preceptorship, mentorship, supervision, teaching, or presenting. So it's the prep work that's associated with that. So, I just want to draw your attention to this um, to clarify what we mean by the prep work, because this is where some people um, submitted learning activities that were not accepted um, because it wasn't the prep work. Um, we in our initial education on the new CCP program, um, in which you can go back and listen to those on our CCP um, web page, um, we explained that um, it would not be the whole time that you spent as the preceptor or the mentor. It was the time that you prepared 
to learn, to gather new information, or to prepare to be that preceptor, that mentor, or to teach a, a course, or to supervise a student, or to present um, you know, a topic. So it was actually, it had to be the preparatory work that you spent gathering learning to prepare to take on these roles. It was not the time that you were in these roles. Because if you reflect on when you're in these roles, you are the subject matter expert and you are not learning. You're imparting information to your learner. So, so some reminders for these learning activities for orientation, mentorship, and preceptorship are as follows. You cannot count these multiple times for the same setting if everything is the same and you did not do further prep work or obtain new learning to, um, to prepare. So if you are doing um, acting as a preceptor and you did all of this prep work for one new nurse or new student and you um, count this again and you did nothing else, then that would be duplication of a learning activity. Also, you should not indicate you spent 12 hours preparing for a new student or a new nurse orientation just because you were assigned to them for a 12-hour shift. It's the amount of time that you prepared to be that pre preceptor for 12 hours. We also had someone that submitted that they prepared 740 minutes for a 740-minute preceptorship. Now, unless that individual did spend 740 minutes preparing, then please count that. But you no longer count the time that you acted as that preceptor. It's only the prep work before that preceptorship. So if you spent time over the weekend or during a night shift or on a, you know, during your shift, um, when it's on your days off, you decided to like read articles, review policies, you're looking things up on Mosby's, up to date. You're looking up and reviewing the product manual or the equipment manual for like the new IV pumps. Um, you're reading, um, you know, the preceptor manual or, uh, you know, reviewing um, some of the information that the schools of nursing and faculty of nursing provide you on how to be a preceptor and give, you know, constructive criticism. Then all of these count, but. You can't count them again if you don't achieve any new learning. So if you're prepping again and you're learning new learning, please count that. But if it's the same um, impact for multiple of these activities, then the impact statement should be different each time that you say you did prep work for being a preceptor or teaching a course or whatever. For the preceptee who's in orientation, is the time that you spent learning. It's not the time when you're independent, unless you again spend time reviewing policies and looking something up. But if you're just going on and doing independent work, then are you learning? So that's what you must reflect on and reflect in the um, learning impact. So let's talk about the impact statement and where people need improvement. So to have the impact statement to be viewed as complete, then you must have complete sentences. You need to describe what you learned. So what new competencies or knowledge did you gain? And the learning impact statement must state what was the immediate impact of the learning activity. So how immediate did you were going to apply that to your practice? How did that immediately affect your practice by learning um, this competency or attending this education session? 
So some examples of incomplete logs um, and, um, you know, your learning um, description, learning activity description and your impact statements included. Um, there were one word impact statements. Now, I'm not sure um, how we were able to ascertain that you had um, you know, gain new knowledge or what the impact was on your um, practice by having one word. So if the learning activity was WMIS, um, the impact statement read WMIS. Then there was, um, as I said, that would be a repetition of the learning title um, and that, you know, was the description of the learning activity. It was not an impact statement. We also had people enter different dates and activities with the same impact. So if you're attending, you know, multiple um, sessions or you have multiple learning activities, how can they have the same um, impact? Um, again, uh, it, it's a lot of times is how you uh, articulate that in the um, learning uh, impact statement. So it's really important to reflect on what did you learn and how did that have an impact on your practice? Having, doing certain learning activities may, but please reflect on each one ind individually and uh, hopefully that will um, allow you to meet the CCP uh, requirements. Now I'm gonna give you an example that we took from um, someone's um, CCP audit. And this is an example of a good impact statement. Increase understanding of terminology used to refer to Indigenous people. Now able to identify Indigenous groups in Newfoundland. Have heightened awareness how colonialism affected Indigenous people's health and well-being. Increase understanding of how Western and European cultural biases inhibit cultural safe, culturally safe healthcare. Increase knowledge of Indigenous view of health and well-being. Improved understanding of cultural humility and safety and strategies for the provision of culturally safe indigenous health care for indigenous people of Newfoundland. Able to incorporate all learnings into my practice and am now able to provide care that reflects cultural safety and humility. But here's an example of a poor impact statement. Keeping up to date, always good. So here's some no-nos. In your impact statement, people wrote, good to know, good to review, required for work, mandatory every three years, required to recertify, necessary to know, new knowledge acquired, as stated above, as per education title, CPR, education day, work-related topics. So as you reflect on these statements, think about, does that tell us what new knowledge or new um, competencies you gained and how that had an impact on your practice immediately. So um, I think you can see that um, these impact statements require improvement and they would be considered incomplete. So now we're going to look at step five, the summative evaluation. And as you had to log your learning activities in MyCCP and do your learning activities, once all of those were completed, though that 24 hours and you did 
each of those for each of your learning activities. Then when you submitted those, the summative evaluation dropped down and you um, had to reflect on um, the overall um, impact of the 24 hours of learning. So summative evaluation step five um, was one of the CCP requirements. And we also gave you in our CCP guide and our presentations a number of questions that you could um, use to help formulate um, your summative evaluation. And we're just going to review these. How did completing your learning activity impact your nursing practice overall? How did your practice change after completing the 24 hours of learning? What would be different? And how did the learning activities help you provide safer, more competent, compassionate, or ethical client care? If you're not currently working, um, how did your learning prepare you to return to your practice setting? And so how did it keep you up to date and current to return to work? So that's kind of a hint um, on what the, the uh, uh, summative could be, is that by providing um, you know, and doing all of that learning, it would keep you up to date and current to return to work. So these are things to help you articulate um, and what was expected in the summative evaluation. So let's look at the requirements for um, the summative evaluation. The summative evaluation needed to have complete sentences. It needed to state the overall impact that all of the learning activities add on the nursing practice, on your nursing practice. And it needed to describe how your practice was changed or different. So an incomplete summative evaluation um, shouldn't have had explanation for errors. So these were incomplete um, summative evaluations. And what that means is like, you shouldn't describe why your my CCP portal wasn't working or allowing you to capture learning. So people, you know, described what issues they were having with logging learning into my CCP. It, start, it wasn't meant to be a forum for venting and it wasn't a forum to thank presenters. That's really nice. But that's not a, a, a complete summative evaluation. Um, so, you know, just want to draw your attention to those. So, again, some no-nos for um, the um, summative evaluation. Um, the summative evaluation is not to be used as a forum to address professional practice issues. Um, and people were venting in the summative evaluation. And unfortunately, when we receive comments like this in the summative evaluation, these files could be forwarded to the Director of Professional Conduct Review for review. And professionalism is expected in all encounters with the college, even when you're logging your learning activities in my CCP um, for last year and in going forward in my learning in Alinity, we expect professionalism when you enter um, your comments and your reflections in um, your CCP. So we want to give you some tips for success. So the 2023 audit is on, you know, has been um, progressing throughout the summer and fall, and um, it will continue. We will continue to look at the 20, um, 2023 audit logs for April 1, 2022 to, uh, to March 31st, 2023. 
But moving forward, we want to give you tips for success today so that you now, after completing this presentation, you can go into my learning and Alinity if you've already started capturing your learning or if you haven't started, um, but you are going to go in and update your profile and start logging learning in, uh, in your learning activities in my learning and the, the new Alinity database. We want you to enter them correctly so that you will meet the requirements for licensure year. The program won't stop you if you know you have made uh, you know errors in the in the entering of data. And also you will have no worries when we evaluate the entries for the 2024. Um, if you put it in correctly now, then you won't be required to submit any additional uh, information with the 2024 audit. When we look at the entries for April 1, 2023 to March 31st, 2024. One big one that we found this year was that people were not using the correct licensure year. So learning should have been in my learning in the online CCP portal should have been April 1, 2022 to March 31st, 2023. And I know I've said that quite a bit in this presentation, but it's really important that people are not are aware that it, learning occurs during the licensure year. It is not January to December. It is April to March. And as a courtesy, we would appreciate if people didn't have all caps lock on. Um, that was a, a little bit difficult to read, but only as a courtesy. Um, you know, if that's the only thing that you can do, then that's OK. But it was a really uh, difficult to read when it was all caps lock on. Again, we had issues with people putting in the full hours of whatever time that they spent in preceptorship. So if that was um, a six week preceptorship, people put in a six week preceptorship. And as I've discussed earlier in the presentation, it has to be the prep time. You are the subject matter expert when you're teaching or you're a preceptor, you're acting as a mentor, you're imparting learning to others. So we encourage you to only use the time you spent learning yourself. We also had um, people that that um, put all of their learning activities in one entry. And then the impact statement was for all of those activities. So there is an exception to that. If you're going to an education day where you're having a variety of speakers, then that's fine. You can list all of those topics that you covered in your education day or you can just say you attended the education day for um, the case room on this particular day. It was a seven hour day. And here's the learning, the new knowledge I gained when you write in the impact statement. And then you can say what, um, uh, what uh, measures you're going to incorporate that immediately in your nursing practice. But um, the ones that the, that we evaluated that they just listed all their learning activities, which were not an education day. There were different types of learning activities and there was only one impact statement. So ideally is that you describe what is the learning activity. If you read an article, you um, read um, the ORNAC standards and then you attended a education session by the um, rep from Baxter. Um, you reviewed um, a learning module in LEARN. All of those are different learning activities and you gained different 
competencies or new knowledge from each of those learning activities. So they should have um, an individual uh, impact statement as well. There was some duplication of learning. So I want to give you an example. Um, some individual put down um, ACLS. It was two different dates, not connected in the same year, but it had the same impact statement. So if you're doing an ACLS course, you write down, you can write down the two individual days and what you learned in each day for you know that. Or you could very simply say, it's a two-day course. You completed it. You did it October 1st and October 2nd. You can say when you completed it is October 2nd. And this is the new knowledge I gained. And this is how um, the immediate impact is in my practice going to be in my practice. So it was very confusing when ACLS was on different days and not connected um, and they had the same impact statement. There's also some confusion about BLS. So my understanding that there's a new um, program when it comes to learning BLS in the um, Regional Health Authority. Um, and um, there's now three sessions. So I ask you to um, reflect on um, the learning that you're obtaining in that those three sessions. So my understanding is that you, you learn about BLS online and you do a practical. And then you can go into the lab to extra times, I guess, to ensure that you're proficient in those BLS. So reflect on, in those subsequent sessions when you go in, are you obtaining new learning? Or are you just um, you know, practicing your skills? If there's new learning, absolutely include that. We leave it to you to reflect on um, you know, what learning you're obtaining. And if it's the same learning activity, the same learning, um, the same impact, then you should not count that. So, you know, it will depend on the individual learner, but it's for you to tell us what new learning you gained in each of those times. Some more tips for success. Reflect if what you've written down as a learning activity is actually a learning activity. Is it a nursing duty or competency that you're expected to do in your role and not a learning activity? And I'll give you an example. Checking a crash cart. It's a checklist, yet you have to ensure that all of the medications are there, they're not expired, all the equipment for Code Blue is there. But what learning are you obtaining while you're checking a crash cart? Okay, if you're looking up meds, to say, oh, uh, I'm not familiar with that med, or uh, you know, I forget what that's um, used for, and you go and you look it up, absolutely, use that. But if you're just doing a checklist, that doesn't count as a learning activity. It has to have learning. Attending the Provident 10 um, retirement sessions. Your learning has to be related to your practice, professional practice for your practice setting. Preparing for retirement, is not related to your practice setting. You're not going to learn that knowledge while you're caring for clients or whatever role that you're in. So that really isn't um, a legitimate learning activity. So I remind you that learning activities must be related to nursing in some manner. Um, it has to be professional nursing practice. So for example, we had an individual who's a manager of a non-nursing department um, facilities, for example, and then um, did some uh, put in learning activities that was about facilities. 
Um, so you got to think about it's your nursing practice, not facilities practice. So reflect on that. Does it constitute a learning activity? And if you're unsure, reach out to Kelly and I. Um, or review uh, review the resources that we have on our website and we're only too glad to help you if you're trying to discern is that a learning activity. So now I wanted to give you some examples of learning activities. So this learning activity, um, it was completed on um, April 11th of this year. Um, it was for five hours and again in, uh, in Alinity and in our CCP, um, uh, my CCP, it asked, was it nursing related? Was it unique to each other? And was it descriptive? So my activity description, and again, remember it's minimum 20 characters and maximum 300 characters. So this was the National Council of State Boards of Nursing Virtual Advanced Practice RNs um, Roundtable. So that was my description. So then I had to say my learning impact. Again, a minimum of 20 characters, a maximum of 1,000 characters. And we had to say, what did you learn and what immediate impact did it have on your practice? So during this roundtable, I learned about the COVID-19 pandemic significantly reshaped our NP practice and that telehealth is being used to provide care in substance use disorders. I also learned about the new core competency framework, which has six core competency domains and performance domains. This new knowledge will assist me in my work with MP regulation. In addition, as a lead for MP practice for the college, I need to keep abreast of best practice and track new trends. It also, is, it also will also assist me in my work with assessing IEN applicants' credentials from the United States. This activity was completed on April 26, 2023. It was one hour, and the activity description was whistleblowing in nursing, whistleblowing Canada Research Society. So you'll see that I did not capitalize the S there. It's up to you, but. In my alinity and in your um, my CCP um, portal, when you're imp importing um, this information, you could go back and make edits. So in alinity moving forward, you'll be able to edit your profile and make a change if you wanted to do that. So the learning impact in this example is that in this webinar, I learned that nurses are often left out of decision-making committees, and as a result, nurses may have blind spots that can contribute to increased safety risks. Nurses often experience ridicule, ridicule and isolation when they whistleblow. I learned about five types of wrongdoing and five factors that influences nurses' decisions to whistleblow. Even when nurses follow organizational policies and their manager's instructions, they can still experience severe retaliation and discipline. Again, if this was me and I was going back to review my profile, I would catalyze my A. Also, federal and provincial legislation is notoriously weak and ineffective in relation to whistleblowing. The knowledge I gained in this session can be used to assist RNs and MPs during practice calls, especially when there's a professional practice issue. It also keeps me up to date on legislation and case law that I can immediately incorporate into my practice as a nursing consultant. Next learning activity. The completion date was on August 9th. It was for two hours. And here I was planning to write a document for nurse practitioners um, ending a therapeutic NP client relationship. 
So I did a literature review. So it was closing a practice for closing a practice or clinic. So I went in and I reviewed see our, the College of Registered Nurses of Manitoba, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Newfoundland's document, and the British Columbia uh, College of Nurse, Nurses and Midwives duty to provide care. And through this literature review, I learned about the expectations for an MP, physician or RN closing a practice uh, clinic. The information was, was the same. It was how do you close a clinic? The knowledge gained will be used to draft fact sheets and, and or FAQs in the near future. In addition, I have received an increasing number of practice calls and I feel more competent in the pract best practices across Canada and can provide evidence-informed advice to RNs and MPs requesting assistance. I'm an addressing an, an identified need of registrants. This one is for an hour, and this was the CNR International Symposium. Bradley Chisholm and Harry Caden, Regulation for the Future. The learning impact, so it was an hour and a half. So you have to remember, you have to put it in an hour and then 30 minutes. If it was just one hour, you would need to put in one hour and, and zero minutes. In my impact statement, it said, in this session, I learned about compassionate discipline and regulation and changes in regulation in Canada. The knowledge gained can be used this fall for the strategic planning process and for finalizing our strategic plan. So it can be very um, simple. It can be just a short sentence or it can be in a short paragraph. It is up to you. Again, a maximum of 1,000 uh, characters. So this session was at the CASN, um, the Canadian Association of Schools of Nursing, in uh, May 30th. It was 10 hours. And it was their biennial Canadian Nursing Education Conference, anti-discriminatory pedagogy in nursing education. So in this, this two-day conference, pardon me, I learned about critical anti-discriminatory pedagogy in nursing education. The new terms being used now in academia, EDIAR, um, and equity deserving students, and now anti-racism is being promoted in nursing education. The need to take a relational approach to education is needed to evaluate the context of where nursing education is taking place, what culture is needed to be more, what cultures need to be created. I also learned about the 10 strategies to embed ADP into curriculum, eight aspects of strength-based nursing and healthcare leadership, genomics, and CAMH's 2023 Health Equity Framework for Education and Training. This conference was important for networking and to learn more about the nursing programs that the college approves. I've taken over as a lead for education approval and this conference provided valuable knowledge and concepts to help in this process. Also, the uh, RN ELCs are getting, again, spelling error, um, and I would go back and edit this. And that opportunity is available to you in my learning. So I put some errors in so that you can see that when you're, again, you're talking about professionalism, you want um, things to be, you know, legible and for, you know, for people to review. So I would go back and edit this and say, um, are getting close to needing updating and valuable knowledge was gained to assist in this work. So these are some examples that even though for me, I work in policy, um, there are different learning activities that will apply. It doesn't matter to what domain you're in, there's learning activities that you will be able to um, obtain the if necessary um, continuing competence and learning 
no matter what uh, your um, domain is. And some of the criticisms of our old program was that the CCP was hard to apply to other than clinical uh, frontline nursing. So you can see in the other domains, there is many, many learning activities that you can use to obtain your 24 hours of learning. I now want to bring you now to um, the um, summative evaluation. And I took this and I'll see if I can make it bigger. Um, can you see that's getting bigger? Okay. It's getting bigger, yeah. Oh, perfect, can you see that now, Kelly? Yeah, I can okay, see. Okay, perfect. So this is from our CCP guide. Um, and as you can tell, those were some of the activities that I have put in my learning, and I, I wanted to share those to you as examples. I do not have my summative evaluation done because I still have some months before um, licensure renewal. So I took the summative evaluation from the CCP guide. Um, so here's an example of a summative evaluation where I'm describing the overall impact that all the learning activities had on this clinical educator's nursing practice. So you need to Describe how your practice changed and how that learning supported your practice. So this is from the perspective of a clinical educator. By completing my learning activities, I strengthened my knowledge regarding the COVID-19 pandemic, how to care for patients with COVID-19, and the regulatory requirements for engaging in virtual nursing practice or telepractice. As a result, in my role as a care facilitator, I was able to contribute to policy development for my unit ensuring that there were no barriers to clients receiving care via telepractice and that the policies met the college's expectations for engaging in virtual nursing practice. I was also able to develop policies that were evidence-informed and was quickly able to adapt and revise the policies as new evidence emerged related to COVID-19. I gained knowledge and skills that enabled my role as an educator for the virtual technologies involved in client care. I feel more competent and confident in the skills required for teaching virtual technology and care of the client with vacuum-assisted closure dressings. I'm now more proficient in Cisco Jabber software and the appointment software for booking virtual appointments and have the skills necessary to impart this knowledge to the nursing staff. Participating in college and CMPS teleconferences prepare me to meet the professional, legislative, and regulatory requirements required to provide safe care and competent and ethical nursing practice, excuse me. Going forward, when I review or develop new policies and procedures, I will review legislative and regulatory requirements to ensure these requirements are appropriately addressed. My 24 hours of learning has contributed to my professional practice and professional development and improved my leadership skills. I feel more confident as a leader and educator and has helped me in gain, gain insight in what it means to fulfill the self and self-regulation. Assume responsibility for my practice and has provide greater understanding of my accountability as a professional regulated healthcare practitioner. I also want to um, talk a little bit about some of the um, things that we observed in the summative evaluation. So another tip for success was that you need to avoid one word sentences or incomplete sentences for impact, the immediate impact. So um, as I said, um, we had, um, I showed you some examples of, you know, um, of the impacts, the, pardon me, the summative, um, that, you know, if the, if the session was with us, um, the impact, statement was WIMIS, and then the assumative evaluation said 
good presenter. So it really needs to describe, and I'm not sure if you can describe to, you know, um, to, to meet the CCP requirements and for us as auditors to review and understand that what you learned by doing 24 hours of learning by one word or two word sentences. It doesn't have to be long, I assure you. It does not have to be all of the paragraphs that I just provided you. I just want to give you some examples of how it could look. And you don't need to repeat the impact of the learning activities in the summative. So one uh, summative evaluation I reviewed, it restated everything they learned for each learning activity. That's not the purpose. We want you to reflect on, nursing is a reflective practice. We want you to reflect on, by doing that 24 hours of learning, what did you learn and how your practice changed um, and was different because of that learning. How did it make you more of a safe, competent, compassionate, or ethical practitioner? That's what we're looking for. Um, so I just want to um, remind you, um, as of July 24th, the college implemented a new database called Alinity. Um, you may have um, already updated your profile and start logging your learning in my learning under um, your profile in Alinity. For those of you who have not start logging your learning or updated your, um, your profile in Alinity, the college will be sending out a reminder email for you to start that. And this needs to be done for licensure renewal coming you know, after Christmas and is required to be done by March 1st, licensure renewal, then um, you will uh, need to do that, okay? Please look in your junk mail because some people have found that the email has gone into their junk. It did for me. When I got the email um, on July 24th, mine went in my uh, junk, but working at the regulator, I knew it was coming, so I went into junk and I, and I found it. Um, so please go in and follow the instructions um, on how to update your profile and start logging your CCP learning activities in my learning. Kelly, at the beginning of the session, put in the chat a link to um, our new re record management system. There is um, learning um, I, and information provided you about Alinity, okay? Um, while the, um, the database looks different, uh, before you used to go into my CRNNL um, and uh, go into uh, my CCP online portal, um, that is now going to be captured in Alinity. Again, as a reminder, the steps are exactly the same. They're just in a different type of database and they are exactly the same. OK, the steps are the same. Um, it, the log looks the same. It's just that you capture it in my learning in Alinity. I also want to draw your attention to um, the um, the ways that we connect and that you can connect with the college. OK, we're going to provide you opportunity for questions now when we finish. But uh, a reminder that we now have social media platforms. You can connect with us through um, Facebook, um, uh, Twitter. This is the sign, but I'm sure we need to update that to X. Um, so uh, through Twitter, through X, we have Instagram. We have uh, our um, recorded education sessions are stored on um, YouTube, um, but you can also access our um, 
our archived um, education sessions under archived events on our web page. Our recordings are under archived events under the practice um, practice resource page. Um, this is the new location of our uh, new building on Topsail Road, 1033. We're not there yet. It's still going, undergoing some renovations. We hope to be there by mid-October. Um, this is our telephone number. Um, our 1-800 number and our number to the main line. I will also, if you e uh, email us, you will also see that some of us are using team numbers, so you can call our um, our numbers, our direct number directly, um, uh, 753 for me is 6174, or you can also use my team number, 709-702-3781. We also have our new website, um, www.crnnl.ca, but also we connect with you through practice team at CRNNL. So this is the web, excuse me, an email address that Kelly and I use to send regulatory and clinical information to you. When you go into Alinity and update your profile, the question is going to be asked, do you want to receive notes from the practice team? So this is a newsletter that we send the first Monday of the month, if there's unless there's a holiday. Um, we um, send that out um, the first Monday of the month and it provides regulatory information for you. There was all types of information about CCP over the last number of months. Um, the trust um, bursaries and and funding is available um, for registrants up to um, October 15th as a deadline for applications. There's information like that in there. So there's a lot of information from us, but also clinical information. You know, webinars that you can use for CCP. If you read notes from the practice team, it can be used as a learning activity. So um, please, when you go in to update your uh, profile, please say you'll receive notes from the practice team and that will um, help you obtain CCP hours for those who may challenge, have some challenges getting your CCP um, hours for uh, meeting those requirements. So I'm going to stop sharing now and I do apologize for our technical difficulties. Uh, we did not expect the um, screenshots to be so skewed, um, but um, you know we will attempt to um, answer any questions that you have. So Michelle, there is a few um, questions in the chat yep. box. Sure. Um, one here is here twice from two different uh, participants. Yeah. Um, one it says, my understanding is that the learning year is required to be submitted by the end of February, but the new year does not start until April. How do you capture all of March? That's a couple questions that has come in. And yeah. another one is, how do you capture learning done in March? Okay, so since CCP was um, was implemented in 2010, it has always been that learning is between April 1 to March 31st. In 2015, the college implemented a um, a deadline of March 1st. Uh, we had a lot of questions last year about the March learning. And with this new alinity, we are um, exploring how we can allow uh, registrants to capture their learning after March 1st. So stay tuned. Uh, we are um, hoping to be able to allow individuals to um, go in and complete their licensure renewal, updating their profile in the Linity and putting in all of those requirements for renewing your license, but then be able to still capture the um, the learning hours up to March 31st. OK, so um, we, as I said, we're exploring that. We hope to have that um, in place. 
Alinity um, is being implemented uh, with us in phases, and that phase is being worked on right now. So, um, so stay tuned. I will keep you updated in notes from the practice team. And as um, Bradley Walsh, our Director of Registration Services, as he um, sends out uh, information about licensure renewal, we can hope to uh, have may maybe that information in there. Um, but we're um, hoping um, that there will be no issues and you can capture your learning up to March. But again, because we've made all of these changes with the new CCP, there's lots of opportunities for you to get your learning before March 1st, okay? Um, Michelle, some of these questions came in really early in the presentation, so you may have already, you know, answered the question, but just to be sure, yeah. um, is a question, another one about if a series of webinars started in March, but finished in April or later, can it be included? Okay, so this is one of the big changes that happened with the new CCP, okay? So it is learning up to March 31st. So you put in the learning that you completed up to March 31st. So if you started a program on March 7th, but it wasn't meant to finish until April 31st, then put in the learning that you did from March 7th to March 31st, okay? Um, and if you're enrolled in a, like a university course, and you start a course in January, but you don't write your exam until April, put the learning in that you achieved from January to March 31st, and then tell us what is the new knowledge or competencies you gained, and how was that, uh, what was that impact on your um, practice immediately? So it's no longer that you had to have successful completion of the whole course, it's when you completed the learning in that, in that uh, licensure year. So I hope that uh, makes it more simple, simplified for uh, RNs and MPs. And I believe you cover this in, in quite a bit of detail, but again, the, the, the question came early is how do you log hours for time you mentor a new nurse? And you explained that that was yep. the, the prep to mentor or, yep. or preceptor. Yeah, but let me explain that again. Yep. So, you know, you're mentoring um, a, a registered nurse or a nurse practitioner who's new to a unit. Um, you've been assigned as a mentor and the NP calls you and says, um, I don't know much about uh, the criminal code, um, you know, about medical assistance in dying. And what are the legal requirements? What are the regulatory requirements? And you take as as that mentor, you take time to review the criminal code stipulation. You read, um, you know, the uh, college document on uh, medical assistance and dying at, for, you know, the um, from the College of Registered Nurses. You read the College of Physicians of um, and Surgeons of Newfoundland Labrador's document on MAID. You review what um, information is available from the MAID coordinator from for the NLHS um, um health authority on what they say and you read the policy so you read all of that and then you have that discussion with the um with that mp so it's all of that prep work that you intake and uh, impart to give that information and discuss that information then as the mentor uh, with the mentee so it's the prep work it's not that you're if you're in a mentorship for three months it's, it's not that three months. It's the time you prepare to be the subject matter expert and impart that learning to the mentee. Okay. 
Um, the next question, is there an opportunity to have your CCP reviewed with you to see where improvements is needed? I was told I needed improvement, but I don't see where I may have gone wrong. Okay. Yeah, so as you can imagine, doing 6,000, and now is even more than 6,000, I think it's about 6,500 people. With the old database that we had, um, once we did the audit, it was done and we couldn't get back in to see the information. This will not be the case with the new Alinity program, but you know, to, to be able to get access to the information, that, that has been a, a barrier. And then to be able to spend time to give 6,000, 6,500 people their individual results. This is a learning year. There is no submissions that are required. So that was the purpose of doing this session, is to give you tips for success so that you can go back this year with your learning that you're logging now or going to log um, so that you ensure you put it in correctly. So, so that's the purpose of today. And I will tell you on November 7th, I'm going to do another session um, in the test um, for Alinity, and I'm gonna show you how to log your learning in my learning in the new Alinity database. So stay tuned for that. Um, but the purpose of today is to give you tips, how to complete the steps three to five and how to complete them correctly. Another question, Michelle, is this session allowed to be claimed as a learning activity? Absolutely. You have learned all about the tips on, you know, the audit and absolutely you can uh, claim the this as a learning activity. Any of the education events that we do at CRNNL can be um, claimed as um, uh, as a learning hour or learning activity. And if you watch it on archive, remember, we no longer do that distinction between formal and self-directed learning. It is whatever type of learning that applies to your practice, your practice setting can be a learning activity. If you, is another question, uh, if you attend a two-day workshop, um, you have to enter each day separately to capture hours. The impact statement would be the same? That's like a question. Yeah, no, if you're doing a two-day a two day education session, you completed it on the second day. So you don't have to put in the first day. You can say, I completed it, so I did an education day on October 1st and October 2nd, 17, 14 hours, seven hour, two or seven hour days. You put in, you completed October 2nd, so you choose the date of when you completed it, October 2nd. You put in 14 hours, right? And you say, I did an education day for um, health sciences med surge unit. Then in your impact statement, you'll tell us the new learning that you gained in that and how you now um, will apply that to your nursing practice. What was that immediate impact on your nursing practice from what you learned? So you tell us what you learned. Again, you don't have to have long paragraphs. You only have a maximum of um, 250 words, I believe. Um, so, uh, can't remember now exactly, but there's a limit on the number of characters in that uh, uh, impact statement. So tell us briefly what new knowledge or competencies gained and what was the immediate impact. So you don't have to state out uh, each day. You can combine it together as an education day or education um, workshop. Okay, uh, the next question, are we able to print our record of learning? 
I am not 100% sure in alinity, if you can. Um, we're learning this new program, the same as you. Um, I'm, I'm not 100% sure if there's going to be a print function in alinity, but you certainly can take screenshots of it. Um, so stay tuned. Um, as I said, um, you know, I, I can probably you know, find that out to you and you can email me uh, or Kelly, um, you know, at a later date so that we can check that out and get back to you. I, I'm not 100% sure and we haven't got all phases in of the database, um, so we can certainly follow up on that question for you. And finally, I am currently doing my nursing masters. I am doing one course per semester and I learn things during each course that can impact my work in my department now. Can I use this for my CCP hours? And how would you document the time for something like that? Well, you only need 24 hours and more core. Most courses, I think, is between 35, 40 hours um, per semester. It depends on what the curriculum is. You reflect on it. If you wanted, if you started a course in September and then you went to December and then you uh, start another course in January going to March. If you just want to put in um, 12 hours for each because it will be longer than 24 hours, you can do that. It's for you to reflect on, um, you know, what you're going to say, what new competencies you gained and what was the impact. So it, you can do one activity can be all of your hours. For example, I just went to um, the International Council of Nursing's um, workshop in Montreal and it was five days and I could have done all of my learning for that one activity. It was more than 24 hours, but I choose um, I chose, as you've seen some of the examples that I gave today, to use bits and pieces from each one, because when I had to talk about the, how, what was the overall impact of that 24 hours, um, then I had more options to choose from of how to articulate that. But you can say how you immediately, so if you choose one activity and you get it all done, those 24 hours, say what you learned immediately, but then reflect on, maybe take you know, a short while, step away from it and say, OK, overall, how did I do doing that learning activity for 24 hours? How did that change my practice or how did it make it different for me? So you can use one activity or you can use several activities and you can choose hours from each so that you can um, reflect on how that had an immediate impact on your practice and then how did it change your practice overall? I'm just uh, confirming there, Michelle, but I believe that is all the questions in the chat box and in the Q&A. Um, I don't see anything else. Oh, there is one that just came in. Uh, can you give an example of the impact statement? Um, sorry, another one came in. Um, that this learning activity for this learning session, I guess. Can you give an for example of the today? impact statement for this one? Oh, yeah, for this one. Well, um, you can all you can say that the immediate impact is that you learned about the results of the um, CCP audit to the 2023 CCP audit. I learned um, tips for areas for improvement and um, you know, I learned about uh, errors that were made and the immediate impact. Well, I'm going to take this new knowledge gained and I'm going to um, be able to go back and review my um, learning and alinity and make changes to ensure 
that I meet CCP requirements for this current licensure year that will allow me to renew my license. And I will feel confident that I will have the requirements done correctly in case I'm audited in the 2024 audit. So again, it's your own reflection, and I'm just throwing this off the top of my head now of how you were worded, but you know, you it, it's for your reflection and to think about um, what today provided you and how you're gonna apply it to your practice immediately. Okay, perfect. There is a couple more questions that just came in. So for those of us who received a letter stating some areas of concern and require correction, you must attend one of these sessions so that the required corrections will be made for the current year to be successfully proceed to licensure renewal. Do we need to go back into my learning and make the corrections? I am not clear on the next steps at this point other than being prepared for next year. Not not what was in the, the submission for last year you can't access that. Once the, it was submitted, that was it. We no longer have that portal, okay? Um, that database no longer exists, okay? Um, now you have Alinity. What we want you to do, this is a learning year, right? So while you got an email, there was no submissions to be provided to, be provided to the college. You didn't have to submit anything to us, right? You didn't even have to call us. Um, it was meant to um, come to this session, learn, what where people went wrong, what areas of improvement, so that you can go into Alinity if you've already put in learning and look at it and evaluate, do I have to improve what I do and what I have there now? And you can hit the edit button and go in and make those changes. Or if you haven't start uh, capturing your learning in, in my learning in Alinity, when you're in putting the importing the information now and logging your learning, you'll know how to put it in correctly. And you can always reach out to us, um, you know, myself or Kelly, to ask for advice of how to input in impart that or import that information into Alinity. We can certainly help you, but again, the um, the steps are exactly the same as when you had to put it in my CCP in my CRNL is the exact same. You just find it in a different spot in Alinity. So the requirements are the same, but the, now's the opportunity. We want to give you the opportunity to go back in, look at what you've put in or what you're going to put in so that you will meet all of those requirements for the 2024 audit so that you're not stressing about this, right? You'll know, okay, I attended this, this session. I'm going to go back and make sure, and I gave you lots of examples of how an impact statement should sound, how, how a, a, a summative evaluation should, should be uh, written, and we have our CCP guide um, that you can refer to to ensure that you're going to meet the CCP requirements, step three to five, for licensure renewal and to meet the requirements of the CCP audit for 2024. Um, there's a question there related to the email. When it went out for Alinity, people are just wondering if they need to, how far to go back in their junk email. And I believe it was July 24th was the first yes, one that was sent. But, yeah. yeah, but that after you had to action that within a certain amount of days, okay? So it's, we're gonna now send, for those of you have not gone in to update your profile in Alinity, we're gonna be sending another reminder in the next week or so, I, I believe registration is sending that. So keep checking your, your email that's associated with your licensure renewal. So if that's your work email, check your work email. If that's your Hotmail or Yahoo account, 
go in and check that and check that it didn't go into your junk mail. OK, so um, if pardon me, if you um, can't find it or you can reach out to us, we may be able to um, resend it. But look for that reminder um, again. I, I really don't have the time to send an email to 7,000 people because we have now 7,000 registrants. Um, so, you know, look for that reminder and that reminder is going to be sent right up to licensure renewal because you have to have your CCP and your profile updated in order to do your licensure renewal. So for those at each time we send, get ready to send a reminder email, it'll only go to those who haven't updated. So, um, so you, you'll get that email in the next couple of days. And I believe that is it for questions. Okay. Yep. Yep. No more. Okay. Well, well, we'll just wait an, another minute or so if someone would. Uh, oh, there's a couple questions. We'll we'll continue on. We'll wait a few minutes and give people opportunity as a time to think about this. Um, you know, uh, if they have questions. So I think something else just came in, Kelly. If I saw it pop yes, up. Yes. Yeah. I just created an account for Alinity, so that is all I need to do, and then logged. Correct. Well, if you've gone in and created your account and updated your profile and you validated with your um, so it's a two factor authentication process. So when you go in and you uh, create your Linity account, you'll be asked to validate and they send you a code with the email that is again associated with your licensure uh, renewal and the code comes in you put that in to validate that your account and then you're in and so when you go in under alinity uh, under your profile you'll find on the left hand side going down it's a box that says my learning click in there and then you choose the licensure year and again please ensure that you're choosing for now to log your learning that it's April 1, 2023 to March 31st, 2024. So check that CCP log and then start logging your learning. And it's the exact same, it looks the exact same as what it did in the old database and online portal. I'd like to thank everyone for attending. As well, um, there was a question about um, where do you update? Uh, again, this is Alinity questions. Stay tuned for November 7th or reach out to Kelly and I or registration if you're having issues with Alinity. Um, but first, before you reach out, go in and uh, click on the link that Kelly put in the chat or go to our web page. And right on the front page, it says there's a big banner up there saying new, um, you know, uh, management recording management system. Go in there and read all the information about how to set up your Alinity profile and how um, to you know to set up that and to be able to start logging so there's lots of information on our website that you can access about this uh, alinity database this has been a presentation of the college of registered nurses of newfoundland and labrador